0: You're listening to the Oklahoma Math Podcast. Hi everybody, I am really excited to bring to you today a very fun little project that I tried out. Basically interviewing folks that came to review the math standards, the second draft or the July draft of the new Oklahoma Academic Standards for Mathematics. So uh, let me give you a quick introduction to some of those folks. Hi.
1: Hi.
2: Um,
0: so we'll just start off. Would you introduce yourself?
1: I'm Mandy Cloud, and I teach kindergarten in Sand Springs. Okay. I'm Reda Woodard from Freedom, Oklahoma. I teach at Freedom Elementary, and um, I'm here through the OCTM. Yeah, the OCTM.
0: Right, mathematics. yes. Where's Freedom?
1: Freedom is in the Northwest Quadrant. We're about
0: fourteen yeah, I
1: don't like like hours. No. <laughs> We're about fourteen miles from the Kansas line oh, in Woods gosh. County. Okay. If you know where Alabaster Caverns okay. is located, sure. it's north of Alabaster Caverns.
3: Okay. Well, um, I'm Mike Doherty. I'm the chair of mathematics at Southwestern Oklahoma State University in Weatherford. Um, I was attending OCTM meetings and that sort of thing and got on some email lists with some folks and, and was just asked if I wanted, well, they, they sent out a general email saying that there were some spots for people from uh, OCTM, uh, which is uh, Oklahoma Council of Teachers of Mathematics, and so, so there there's some spots to attend this, and so I put my name in, and so here I am.
2: Uh, my name is Julie Smith and I'm a math teacher at Norman High, where I teach... This next year I'm going to be teaching pre-calculus and AP calculus, but in the past I've taught everything from Algebra 1 up through calculus, so um, today I kind of worked with Algebra 2 because that's the thing that I've taught most recently, um, but I'm also the OCTM president, which is the Oklahoma Council of Teachers of Mathematics, so um, there are a lot of great people
4: from OCTM here. Um, I'm Ashley Thompson, and I teach at Norman High School. Um, this is my eighth year, going to be my eighth year teaching at Norman High, and I've taught Algebra 1 for seven of those eight years, so I really wanted to be a part of the Algebra 1 content, where we're headed, what it's going to look like. Yeah. I'm Jamie Rinsel. I'm also at Norman High School. I've been there for ten years and have taught Algebra 2 for seven, um, and more so just kind of wanted to get a little bit involved. And just see where it's going, help with the Algebra 2, knowing teaching pre calculus and calculus and seeing where that level's gonna go. Um, Okay, I'm Kelly Fike. Um, I teach at uh, Bing Junior High, um, seventh grade pre AP math, and eighth grade math.
5: I'm Carrie Draper. I teach at Ada Junior High, and I teach eighth grade math and seventh grade pre AP.
0: So I think you can tell that there are a lot of folks who came that I had a chance to talk to that uh, represent a pretty wide variety of expertise. So we have elementary folks, uh, middle school folks, high school folks, uh, people from OCTM, the Council of Teachers of Mathematics. And then we had a couple of folks here at the end, uh, Kelly and Carrie, who were talking about uh, they're from Ada, and they're part of our Southeastern Consortium. So uh, we have representatives from all over. And I'm excited because they have taken their summer vacation, a day out of their summer vacation, to come to the State Department of Education to have this meeting. So 40 folks show up to have this this review of the math standards. And I asked all of them kind of what made them sign up for this. And uh, here are a couple of my favorite answers. Let's start with Mandy.
5: Well, you know, we want
2: these standards to be Oklahoma standards. And I think the best way to get input is to hear from teachers that
0: actually use them. And this was a shared sentiment, but I want to pull in Bretta here because Bretta is, uh, as she mentioned, she's from Freedom, Oklahoma, and uh, she has a couple comments about this that are important because our, our size of our writing team was very small, and that means that we didn't represent everybody, and I just kind of want to add her thoughts into this conversation as well.
1: I want to know what's going on, and I also feel that by looking at who all was making up the standards, that all of them are big schools. Yeah. We're an extremely small school, and I don't
0: think that, so we were, I mean, I don't like that we so, Freda goes on to kind of say that, well you know, really she's dealing with three so, grade I mean, levels, and it,
1: Union, in Jinx, total she Oklahoma has City, OU, uh, you know, all 14
0: those, students, all and I think that's a really – I mean, um,
1: my kids kind right of now,
0: hard truth um, that we have to recognize third, about this fourth, process fourth, is that graders. we have teachers from all of I our state four, who are going to be using these standards, four, and yet, and by the nature of the, the design of this, students. we only were and able all to all have them, 19 folks involved in the writing process. And so this review Probably process that we have that we're kind of talking about right now, no. this is not a small thing. This is very important because this is the opportunity for these other folks who weren't able to be involved throughout the original process right. to come back and... Um, provide critical input uh, during this phase. And so we're happy to have them all, very happy. And uh, I just want to throw one other kind of voice into the the conversation, and this is from Mike Dougherty, Mike uh, Dowerty, excuse me, and Mike Mike is a professor at Southwestern Oklahoma State University, and uh, I think he's got a, a really interesting angle as well.
3: Well, of course, math standards are very near to my heart, you know, uh, teaching college math. I have the people coming right out of the high school, right into the college. And so, you know, we want them to enjoy math. We want them to hit the ground running. And, um, you know, we we don't want them to to come to college and be overwhelmed. Uh, So the more prepared they are, the better. And, of course, the more prepared they are, the more we can teach them while they're in college. And this
0: was a recurring theme that I heard from a lot of the folks who were focusing on high school and and, uh, and Mike, is that the standards that we're focusing on are meant to help uh, teachers create a type of math experience for their students that will lead those students to success in a fourth year math course, a uh, post-secondary training opportunity or career opportunity, or post-secondary education. and. We have all sorts of ways that we approach this. We've heard from uh, Mandy and from Bretta who are really focusing on the very early years, uh, Kelly and Carrie from middle school, Julie, Ashley, and Jamie from high school, and, and, and from Mike, and a lot of different opinions about what – the standards need. So, I just want to c- capture a few uh, more excerpts about the actual content that these folks are reviewing and the f- types of things that they were seeing. And so, let's uh, kind of work our way backwards. We'll start with some high school and we'll move down to elementary. Let's so let's kick it off with uh, Ashley, Jamie, and Julie.
2: Okay, so I mostly looked at Algebra two today and then Algebra one because you'd be like, "Oh, where'd that go? Is it in Algebra one?" So. The big picture, if you just told someone in, like, two or three sentences in Algebra 2, it looks about the same. Conics are moved on to pre-calculus, and kind of an introduction to matrices is in Algebra 2, which matrices has always been a past standard, just it wasn't tested, so a lot of people skipped it.
0: So it was one of those asterisk standards mm-hmm. that, that is um, basically a standard that nobody knows. Mm-hmm. It's something it's, it's that
2: people do at the end of the year if they have time after the test, and maybe don't. Um, same thing with statistics. Statistics was kind of an asterisk standard before in Algebra 2, and now it's a real standard. So it's, it's not that different. There were small details, like maybe, um, let me think. Like it, it, there were just some areas where it's more specific, like systems. Not only are we doing linear systems, well, we're going to do a line and a quadratic, you know, something like that that isn't that different, or... Um, say sequence and series in algebra two we've always done arithmetic and geometric sequences well arithmetic is in now algebra one and geometric is in algebra two and it makes so much sense the way they did it because algebra one is now so focused on lines they do systems with lines they use sequences arithmetic sequences and connect that with lines and so kids coming out of algebra one will be rock stars with anything linear and anything lines, because they get to really go into it deeply.
0: So, of course, that's that's Julie Klingan-Smith, the president of OCTM, uh, kind of sharing her opinions and thoughts about Algebra Two. And I asked a similar question to Ashley and Jamie, but my question was actually a little bit more specific. Not just what was uh, what were you noticing that was different, but also how does it compare to Common Core? And so here's here's a little tiny excerpt from what they had to say.
4: But the way it's rearranged content-wise, like having quadratics with factoring moved to Algebra 2, not pushing it down at a lower level, I think that's actually way better for the students, uh, and that is not what Common Core was doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have the, whenever you saw this, it didn't feel like a to you, did no. 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 Did it feel was, like pass to you?
4: It felt a little better than
3: pass. It felt there, like a little there were easier a few, to
4: follow. There were a few pieces where I saw wording that was very similar to pass, Um but I think that's partly just our mathematical language brains think that way. Um, but no, it didn't feel like either
0: one. So. Somewhere, in the, somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It took way, like the good. Way? It kind good of way. took
4: the good parts of pass and the good parts of Common Core and kind of mixed things. And I know you guys looked al- elsewhere, so the good parts sure. of other stuff for right. sure.
0: Minnesota was so. At this point, uh, with. Ashley and Jamie would go on to kind of talk about how the steering committee for the standards process had had advised us to use the Minnesota standards and the uh, NCTM curriculum focal points. Dr. Shelock had presented that. Uh, Dr. Gray had presented the uh, Minnesota standards. Uh, We looked at a whole lot of states. Uh, The one thing that we didn't look at was Common Core, and that was very explicitly defined for us, and I think you hear that. We hear that throughout the the folks. Uh, The teachers were saying, this doesn't actually look like Common Core. And so uh, I'm just going to kind of make a plug for everybody. If you have heard that these are a copy and paste of Common Core, uh, I would recommend reading the standards and finding out for yourself if that is actually the case. And And I think that you'll find... Um, As Ashley and Jamie have said, yeah, there are a lot of similarities because it's math. But I think what you will not find are straight copy and pasted standards. We've put an awful lot of work into developing great standards here. So let me have Kelly and Carrie kind of describe a few of the changes for middle school. We'll hop into elementary in a moment, and we'll kind of wrap it up from there.
4: I think some of our group thought that maybe sixth grade didn't have as much to it and then it was more the seventh grade so we moved maybe like the integers back down to sixth grade oh.
0: um you moved the integers down to sixth grade again mm-hmm. that was a big debate yeah. okay.
5: <laughs> i thought that was interesting a lot of the things that, was. that i was thinking oh, i'm not sure about this um but when once we voiced it those who were part of the original writing team like yeah we had that same debate and we we weren't sure and and they were very willing to listen to what we were saying
0: good I'm I'm so I'm surprised by that one in particular uh, because a lot of the conversations have been how do we create you know space and time in each grade level so that we can go deeply into the concepts so some of these things got pushed back You know, up a grade level, like integers, got pushed up a grade level so that we could have more time to deal with some other ideas. So, can you guys just kind of explain some of your reasoning for moving? Well, and that's
4: what I think we thought most of it was getting more in depth instead of rushing through it. But I know some of them were very adamant about that. Teach sixth grade um, felt like there was too few and that they would get too bored. I mean, and
5: we were also concerned that there was a lot of new ideas in seventh grade. And that by putting integers back into sixth grade, they'd ha- that students would have more time to figure it out and get comfortable with it. Also with graphing, there were just some things that they needed to do that they needed. As soon as you're dealing with solving equations, you've got to have some idea of a negative number or else you're really limited to what equations you can solve. And so if you're going to expect them to solve equation one-step equations in sixth grade, they have to have an understanding of what a negative number is as well. I liked some of the application. Specifically, the one that comes to mind is connecting Pythagorean theorem to finding distance on a coordinate plane. Not necessarily introducing the distance formula yet, but m- making that in-between step. Yeah. That's a, a good application.
0: So I think you can tell that some of the comments are fairly positive, and you can see that there were arguments and there are debates, and this is, a, this is an ongoing process. And now I want to kind of turn it to the elementary and just hear from first from Mandy and then from Bretta a little bit about what they saw with these new standards.
2: The biggest difference, I think, is the layout of them. It's not a list of things. It's more um, explanations and we get to see how they connect across grade bands. Um, so the vertical alignment's been really nice to be able to see that um, and to be able to see the different practices beside there and how we can relate those to the new standards. Yeah. And so it's not just a list of objectives and a checklist to go through all year long and say did I meet this, yes or no. They build on each other.
1: What I've noticed is a lot of them are They seem almost more simplified than trying to look at the way they are in the past skills. These seem to be more more simplified, easier to understand.
0: And so we'll have to cover a little bit more uh, of the changes in elementary at a later time. Kind of, we'll get some more uh, input from folks at Engage. Okay, but I kind of want to wrap up this conversation by having uh, Julie and Mike share a little bit of their thoughts on on some of the other big shifts which involve the very important mathematical actions and processes so let's hear from Julie first
2: I really liked the um, the processes and so because it's stuff that you do and you forget about um, and it was in the past skills before but people kind of just glossed over it it was on like the first few pages and then they just kind of flipped the whatever page they were focused on. And so the standard is going to be great, but then when you put the processes with it, you get to, like, make sure kids are justifying their reasoning and comparing different ways to solve the same problem with different math. Um, You know, like maybe when you're doing quadratics, you're factoring and you're using the quadratic formula and you're completing the square. Well, that doesn't mean anything if a kid doesn't understand why they're doing it and what that answer represents. And so... You know, the rigor is there if you um, do what you do. the amazing things in your classroom. It's the amazing, like, it's the, there's the art and the science of teaching. It's the art side of it where the science is, oh, here's, here's the things you need to teach, but it's the way you teach it and the way you get kids excited about it and the activities and lessons and kind of um, how you take it to the next level and get them pumped about it and explaining what they're doing.
0: And this is actually a, an enormous point that we can't stress enough. So many of the conversations that we had during this event focused on what types of opportunities do these standards create for the teachers to, to engage in uh, a rigorous mathematics course. And I think one of the things that's easy to miss if you're not uh, maybe familiar with math education in the, in the same way that these folks are and the teachers around the state are, is that it's not all content. Math, uh, you know, what we talk about a lot are fractions and operations and lines and curves and geometry and all of these kinds of big ideas. Uh, but it's so much more than just the content. And I really like what Mike said. Mike, Mike kind of went on a really uh, fascinating tangent here, but he, uh, I'm kind of going to introduce the last little part of what he said that I think is amazingly powerful. But you have to keep in mind that Mike is uh, coming from a perspective of higher education, pure mathematics. And so he's kind of making this argument earlier on in the conversation that when he first saw the processes, he was like, yeah, but where's the content? And so he kind of of sloughed him off a little bit. And he went and he started investigating the content, and he started kind of understanding through his conversations how important those processes were. And I asked him kind of what did he think – uh, these standards meant for, uh, you know, students after high school. And uh, here's here's kind of his response to that.
3: So, you know, when I look at those things, I mean, yeah, they are kind of pie in the sky. But, um, you know, eventually there, there comes a point where there's a certain, you know, low-level euphoria you get about learning. You know, I mean, it, it, it's good stuff. It can get you a job. It can give you a more fulfilled life. And, uh, you know, um I guess I can't say much better about it than that. Yeah, that's right. Right,
0: so I think uh, I can't get enough of that kind of sentiment. There are a lot of people uh, who showed up to this uh, opportunity to review these standards who see mathematics as really a pathway for folks to uh, have great opportunities in their life. And so uh, they're all trying to make sure that we are making decisions at each and every grade level that will eventually lead to these students' graduating high school and finding success after high school. And, uh, you know, Mike's right. Like, we have some lofty goals, and the processes are some of those lofty goals, that students will be able to communicate and reason and solve problems and understand concepts and have procedural fluency. I mean, all of these really big ideas. But we believe it's possible, and we believe if we focus on it from pre-kindergarten through Algebra two and beyond that we can accomplish these goals in Oklahoma. And uh, so I think I'll leave us there. I think it's a really powerful idea. Uh, It's not to say that we've solved all the world's problems. We have a long ways to go. So, uh, but I think we're on a good track. And uh, so to kind of recap what's coming up in the next few weeks and months. Next week is uh, the second week of July. Engage OK is our big summer conference, and we're holding it in Oklahoma City. And at Engage OK, we're going to release, actually, a public survey that is available to every single person in the entire state of Oklahoma to give feedback. We're requesting feedback. This is required by the law. We are requesting feedback from multiple national organizations as well. And we will again submit feedback or request feedback to be submitted from various in-state organizations, such as the Department of Commerce and higher, uh, higher regents and, uh, department of career technology. And so with all of the feedback coming in over the next month, we will have a new draft in August. That's, uh, I believe the goal and my apologies to everybody on the writing team and the drafting team, because that's a whole lot of work, but, uh, in the next few months, we're going to have something really, really great to share. And, uh, my last kind of request, if you've made it through, uh, this podcast, my last request is that if you know somebody who's on this writing team, they deserve a pat on the back, find them, pat them on the back, tell them how thankful you are, uh, for the work that they put into that. And for all of the great folks that, uh, were willing to be interviewed, I I have so much amazing audio from them. I just was able to take uh, a few snippets to keep this kind of a short uh, story, but thank you so much to Mandy Cloud to Bretta Woodward, Woodard, to Mike uh, Mike Doubt, I always say his name wrong, Mike Dougherty, I'm pretty sure I nailed that one, uh, Julie Klingensmith, Ashley Thompson, Jamie Rinsell Kelly Fike, and um, Carrie Draper, also from Ada. To everybody who was able to be a part of this, we appreciate it. To the 40 teachers who showed up today, thank you so much for being a part of that. To everybody who hasn't had a chance to review the standards, your opportunity is coming. When the survey comes out, please take some time. Bring together your group of teachers, the ones from your school, the ones from your region, wherever. This is your chance, and we will take your feedback very seriously and respond to it all. And um, with all that, I just want to say thank you to everyone. Uh, we are going to have great standards in our state, but it is only because we have your input. So. Uh, thank you all. We'll see you at Engage OK. We'll see you at OK Math on Facebook, on Twitter. We'll see you at OKMathTeachers.com. And uh, have a good one. You're listening to the Oklahoma Math Podcast.